and gentlemen, oh my goodness, it's nearly the weekend and it's nearly time for the Football Ramble Preview Show. Stay tuned after this for news, views and previews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus Banner and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore is here. All right. It's going to be a great show, despite Pete Donson not being here. We are confident of that. Very mm. confident. And we're confident that Spurs versus Liverpool is worth talking about. This is a beefy one, Luke. A very beefy one. It is a very beefy one, Marcus. <laughs> it's a classic Premier League fixture, if you will. Um, Liverpool, of course... Put those uh, Burnley ghosts to rest. Have they? By be- well, yeah, a huge Beat win Burton, midweek. didn't they? 5 0. Championship Burton. <laughs> <laughs> four very close range goals. That's what just seemed weird. There's like four very close games. <laughs> yeah. Not really. No. Yeah. Championship Burton sounds like a guy who lives in a tiny little village in Middle England who once like, won a bronze medal at the Olympics yeah. and is called Burton. Or is really good at darts. Like nobody can beat him. <laughs> yeah, in that's more club. like it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Liverpool, of course, were very, very disappointing against Burnley. Yeah. Um, they were sort of, I don't know, I think they were sort of outworked and outbullied a little bit. Um, so clearly, they need to go to Spurs, who haven't really got up and running. I mean, they, obviously, they beat Palace last weekend, and uh, you'd fancy them to beat Palace, yeah. though, wouldn't you? Because Palace were in an t- absolutely. absolutely monumentally poor run. But this will be a nice little matchup, this. Yeah, because Spurs do look a bit leggy, but, but Liverpool, you know, they've, they've looked slightly frail at the back. And oh, they've looked been, terrible at the back, I think. Yeah, but they look great going forward against Arsenal. So they were great one week, not so good the next. Look a bit dodgy at the back. It's just last season all over again, isn't yeah. it? They, they need to um, quickly get on a run to, you know, exercise those demons. So I've, I've not been... I've not, I mean, the problem with Liverpool at the back, if you want to go into that, I think... Well, it's not just me, I think. And I do, Luke. Yeah, is, is that, you know, Mignolet clearly is, is, isn't is the goalkeeper that most Liverpool fans and, and possibly even the coach yeah. want. They've had a bit of bad luck there, though, haven't they? Because uh, the replacement they brought in broke his hand in pre-season Correct, or injured his yeah. hand, rather. And, and we're on this show, on this very show, mm. this parish, mm-hmm. we, as one of our parish notices, we, we postulated that maybe uh, Joe Hart would be, uh, be a crosshair. Because Koeman, mm. of course, came out to that and said, don't know where the Joe Hart thing's coming from. We're not, we don't want him. And, of course, mm. they've got Steckel and Bergen. Well, we said that about Everton, didn't we? It was a yeah. Yeah, well, Koeman's back that up today mm. in his press conference. Um, Koeman will always back me up. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, you mm. guys are thick as thieves. Mm. He's um, your muscle. Yeah, your verbal muscle. One, one of you, one, one, one of you is the heavyweight. One of the heavyweights of European football for the last twenty-five years. And the, the other, other one, one is Marcus Koeman. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And, um, but if you look at their back four, this this Clavin type character mm. who's come over here, hundred caps for Estonia or whatever it is, hundred and twelve, I think. Yeah, he's not he's not settled in that well. Well, um, come on, it's early though. It is it? early, but Jim, I, I should point out we've got an email on that later on. Uh, a bit more info on that. Mm. So not my words, the words of the emailer whose name I have forgotten for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he will be. Uh, he will be. You did say later, so you don't have to remember. Uh, yeah, it now. I'll get his name checked later. Yeah, absolutely. Unless um, you're going to talk about it for absolutely ages and no. read it <laughs> all the way through. Yeah. All the way through to the end. No, and then um, Milner, of course, deputising at fullback. Who, as you said, mm-hmm. you guys said Strange last one. He's not a fullback. It's Brian, weird to see Milner look out of position, isn't it? It it's is odd to see him look uncomfortable yeah, playing th- in a role at this <laughs> stage of his career. Absolutely. Th- if James Milner is playing a position. He shouldn't look out of position. No, right. But we found it. <laughs> and and the Klein sort of 
made something of an error for one of the Burnley goals as well. So the back four haven't showered themselves in glory early on. And if you look at Spurs' back four, of course, they've got um, uh, Lloris out at the moment and Vaughan deputising. But the back four against Crystal Palace was the back four as we know and love it mm-hmm. uh, from last season. <laughs> so you wonder whether Spurs, as well, given that they're um, given that they're at home for the game, you wonder whether they'll just nick it. Yeah, mm. Vaughan's a great keeper to bring in as well. Yeah, it's, really, it's, it's arguably one of the strongest in the league. A second choice goalkeeper. He's a great backup keeper because you, mm. we often say this on the show. Difficult to find a good, solid, consistent backup keeper. You normally end up having an old guy or a young guy trying to sort yeah. of um, mm-hmm. trying to sort of prove himself. But obviously, well, Manchester Vaughan's... City have got a great backup goalkeeper but, well, for, for now. <laughs> in Willie Caballero, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, very Quite. strong. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in the game. It'll be it'll be a good one to watch. It'll be a, a Pete Donaldson thigh rubber, no 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 doubt. It will be. Sturridge has said he wants to play a centre forward, not a wide player. Like he played out wide against Burnley, and he's got a point here, Jim, because he is much better through the centre. Absolutely. Yet some manager, I think, was it Origi who was given the chance? There's this tendency to think, now let's try Sturridge out while we think... It's blighted him his whole career. Mm. Even when he was at Chelsea. Like he, that was that was the problem, wasn't it? He didn't want to play out wide and he was being forced to play out there. At Liverpool, he finally got to play through the middle. We yep. could see what he could really do. And it was like, oh, he's fi- actually, yeah, all of his promise was there. He was just being played out of position. And I, I can't understand why this has come back again. It's a strange one, isn't it? I mean, maybe there was a, it was for that specific game. Klopp had a plan. Obviously, it didn't work. They lost the match. But it would be good to see Sturridge Right down the centre but again. But they're playing three up front. So, I mean, I'm sure there are... there are Because um, Firmino played, started through the middle, didn't he? But mm. there, I'm sure there are instructions to swap around and move all over the place and stuff. The problem with Sturridge, I think, is he probably would prefer to play the focal point of a one in front of that, but three behind. Yeah. And Liverpool haven't... Well, they so certainly he wants play to play like an old-fashioned number nine. Or, yeah, or indeed that, right? But, they, but you can play like that if you play with the three behind. You just, yeah, of course you yeah. can, yeah. But I think he's been playing out wide, or he was played out wide in no, that but, game. But what I'm saying is that I don't want to get into like an in-depth tactical discussion because it'd be boring, but like they play three up front, right? So mm-hmm. they, they, they don't all have to... You don't have to be out wide if you're playing mm-hmm. up front because they have, they have attacking fullbacks. No, of course, but that was his instruction was to play out right. wide. And, and he's obviously not happy about that. But, and on the other hand, he's he's not been able to prove his fitness. He's not been able to play enough. And, and admittedly, when he has played, he scored. I mean, he scored. I think he scored eight league goals last season in, in, mm. a, in, in not many more appearances. But he isn't consistent and reliable enough in terms of fitness, is he? So what's Klopp supposed to do? I suppose. Yeah. Well, it's a strange, uh, strange punishment, though, isn't it, for being a bit injured? Is oh, you a, have to play at left back now, James Miller. No, but is it a punishment, or is it is it saying, well, you can't just waltz back into the team now you're fit again because the team before you were, were doing okay? Well, maybe, but does does that? Well, evidently, I guess you could argue going off this so that actually hurts the team because it's uh, you know it's made them a little bit dysfunctional up front. Very true. Uh, Mario Balotelli, another Liverpool forward. He's still on the books, but he's having talks uh, with FC Sion in Switzerland. He's having talks with everyone. Yeah. Down wings. Wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it shows how much he's fallen if he's having talks with the Swiss side. I mean, nobody no. seems to want him, do they? And some, it's not surprising. Would some people be surprised maybe that he was even still on Liverpool's books? I think oh, yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Absolutely. Uh, former Spurs striker Robbie Keane has retired from international football. Oh, he, that, he's, he, it's now no longer a true piece of trivia that he's the most prolific mm. active international striker. No, but he has finally achieved his boyhood dream of retiring from <laughs> international football. So that's <laughs> nice. Well, I, well, which country will he play for next, Jim? Um, I heard he was... Uh, I heard he was a fan of uh, France when he was a young lad. But uh, <laughs> it's, are the end times near? Robbie Keane won't be playing for Ireland. Yeah, I just assumed he would go on for another 20 years. Well, well, it's, always, it's always time for him to do the old messy reversal. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something else, doesn't it? <laughs> it well, it's up to you. Well, that- <laughs> 
and I've decided. Yeah, uh, uh, you of all people shouldn't talk about messy reversal. Listen, listen. When uh, <laughs> when when Ireland changed their manager, Robbie might be persuaded the same way uh, Messi and his reversal were. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But yeah. I should say the Spurs Liverpool game before we move on. Uh, the draw is twelve to five with better three six five. So ten pound returns you thirty four pound, including your stake. But it should be a thigh rubbing. Donaldson special, we hope, mm. in his absence. That's right. Liverpool went through in the, in the League Cup, of course, unlike Burnley and Middlesbrough, who both lost in extra time to Accrington and Fulham, respectively. There was a lovely last-minute winner in the Accrington game. It wasn't was 120th, I believe. Yeah, it was a last-minute extra time. Late as you can get. Yeah, yeah. it was. And it, but it was a sort of half-hearted pitch invasion. What was you, it a sort of pitch? What do you call that? A pitch encroachment. A pitch, yeah, a pitch jog. A pi- yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, so should we go down the park? For no, a the, bit? Pe- the people who did, from what I can remember, the people who did it were very enthusiastic about it. Right, there was not many of yeah, them. Yeah, not everyone piled like in. Like a no. rubbish flash but, mob. But I, I'm happy to be proven wrong if there were some more footage that I didn't see. But from what I seen, it, it, it didn't look like that. Are you saying it's all or nothing? I'm not saying that. No, I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying Accrington for the cup is what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> that sort of drama. Long may they run. Jim, what kind of a pitch invasion do you prefer? Um, Everyone involved, or or a select few, the real hardcore um, who know what they're doing. Obviously, you all know that I'm an Arsenal fan. I would say bring your own hamper, yeah. bring your own blanket, <laughs> and just everyone have a lovely day. Gingham, gingham on no, that. Absolutely, gingham. Them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. other other styles of of, yeah. of blanket are welcome as well. Yeah. But I, I like the gingham. Is that something? The picnic invasion. Oh, it could be. Could I, be can, nice, I, can, it? I can imagine Jim pitching Wayne at the Emirates, baguette under one arm, yeah. copy the independent of the other. <laughs> <laughs> Cabin Bear's yeah. a good show. <laughs> Trip over before I get there. <laughs> People pick you yeah. up, yeah, and obviously. then you all go together. And let's tuck into the scones before they, uh, before they cool down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is, it, is it clot of cream or jam first? We haven't got time for that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Either's fine. Yeah. Or together, mm, if you're a bit One of is a... Cornish and one is Devon, apparently. Is that right? Yeah, I, I always go clotted cream first. Yeah, same. If you do one, it's Devon. If you do the other, it's Cornish. I can't oh. remember which way around it is, though. bit like if you put the tea bag in the... Uh, Careful. In the... In the... <laughs> <laughs> is that another messy reversal? <laughs> <laughs> it was a very tidy reversal, yeah, actually. Right, yeah. um, <laughs> if you put the... Oh, no, just sorry. If you put the milk in first... You are subhuman scum. In Well, that's yeah. not what Some I said. The views of Luke Moore. Some people do it they like do, that. And Jim. Doc Brown, funnily enough. They do, and... Um, no, he doesn't. In his, in his rap, he no, says... That's, exactly, that's what I mean. The views of, Luke, of, of Doc Brown are that it's, that it's bad. Yeah, it's that. bad. I think it's bad. I think, I think we, Surely we can all agree on that, no? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Round this table, at least. Could you tell, though? Could people only get annoyed at it if they see other people doing no, I it. Don't I don't th- know if I could tell. I don't think you probably could, no. It's just it's not nice to see, is it? We, we don't normally struggle for correspondence. We definitely won't after that. <laughs> no, quite, yeah, quite. <laughs> Thank you, good listeners. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to uh, Liverpool's rivals Everton. They're at home against Stoke City. Mm. Oh, it's an interesting one. Ross Barkley has said he can't be classed as potential anymore and that he must start to deliver. I think he started well enough this season, hasn't he? He started okay. And he had a decent season last season. It was yeah. under a funny time for Everton, obviously. He, he played a lot last season. When we, we talked a couple of weeks ago about, I, I, I personally was surprised to, to read that Jesse Lingard played 40 times for Manchester United last wow. season. 40? Yeah. Yeah, wow. um, Ross Barkley um, made 57 appearances in all competitions last season. Wow. 57. I didn't yeah. think that was... Well, all the, all the, and including England and stuff as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, true. Obviously, I think he did have a good season. He's had a couple of good seasons. But the thing with Barkley that persists is, well, he, quite literally, he does need to deliver, doesn't he? Because he, mm. he gives the ball away a lot, and he still doesn't seem to have stamped that aspect out of his game completely. And I guess you know he's he's obviously a very very ambitious player, very 
brilliant, like fantastic player on his day, and it'd be great to see that side of him more often because he obviously knows he can do that. Mm. He, he put, I mean, he was decent enough against Spurs. But it's the first game of the season, right? Yeah. So the first game of the season, you sort of you, you take it as it is and yeah. move on. <laughs> and, and he did register a goal, he even did. though yeah. he still can't. Yeah. And he obviously registered an assist against West Brom as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder whether I understand what you mean, and people do pick up on him for giving the ball away. But I wonder how close his form currently, to my mind, is so closely linked to Lukaku's form. Mm. because he puts on chances for Lukaku, and Lukaku can be inconsistent. Yeah. If you look at Lukaku, the back end of last season, ahead of the Euros, I think he went 10 league games without scoring. And, and presumably Barkley played a good number of those. And I don't have the stats, but I imagine Barkley would have put on some decent amount of chances. Yeah. Him. And, and if Lukaku had maybe put a few of those away, we maybe we wouldn't even be talking about Barkley. Maybe we might even be saying, oh, actually, he's got rid of that inconsistency in his game. Maybe, we, we'd be looking at it differently, do you know what mm. I mean? So... It is linked to to other players around them when you play in that creative type position. Yeah, they missed a lot of chances on uh, the other night in the League Cup as well. Did they? Okay. I didn't see that. Uh, but they were linking very well. But it's, it's that end product, bro. But but, like, <laughs> but last season Barkley did go to a, uh, he, he stepped up a little bit, didn't he? From the previous season, there was there were more goals and assists and whatnot. But I think going on what you were saying, Jim, that the raw talent is clearly there. Yeah. And it's, for, it's the way he pushes forward. There's so much intent there, and it's just, yeah. it's got that sort of Wayne Rooney kind of or young Wayne Rooney sort of steam train look about it. It, and, it does, yeah. And, and I think that years ago, you know, Barclays in his early twenties, you'd 22, say twenty-two, I think. Yeah, he's yeah, still only twenty-two. Well, that's right, yeah. And and that, and that still is fair. And obviously, Frank Lampard's a great example of someone who was a late bloomer mm. and what a career he went on to have. But with Barclay, he's twenty-two and. Again, a few years ago in old money, you'd say, well, it's potential. Let's see how he, how he gets on and when he blossoms into the player that he should be in his late 20s. Nowadays, of course, players hit the ground running um, a, a, a little bit earlier. Yeah. And uh, with so much football footage going around and little clips and vines and whatnot, that everything is scrutinised. And so by the time a player is 22, 23, if they're maybe not delivering as much, you point to these great players around the world. I mean, Paul Pogba's 23. Mm-hmm. You know, you just see what I mean? And he, he, I mean, I, know, I understand the point you're making and I broadly agree with it, but I think... Pogba is a special player. I mean, you can make it. Oh, no, of course, yeah. but that's what I mean. Because he's thrown in your face so much. Every time you turn on the football and whatnot, you see players yeah. like Pogba, and you see all that kind of stuff. You think to yourself, "Well, come on, Barkley," and then maybe unnecessary pressure is put on him. Yeah. Whereas actually, if Barkley doesn't, say, if Barkley became an England regular and uh, was was registering, say, fifteen assists a season and maybe ten goals a season, something like that, consistently, he'd be, and he'd he got be there. Man City. He, well, he would be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but he, he, say if he did that by the age of twenty-six. Yeah. Absolutely, perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah, but people want it here and now because they yeah. see these great players and the, and, the, and the big money and all that, that sort of uh, jibe. And um, well, Lukaku is eleven to ten to score at any time with Bet Three Six Five. So ten pound will return you uh, twenty one pound including your stake. Everton, of course, playing Stoke, and I do expect Lukaku to start. I, mean, I know he's he's struggled mm. to shake off. I think it's a heel injury he's had, um, but he's, yeah, I think he probably will start against Stoke because he was introduced in the last game, wasn't he? Let's hope his heel heals. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, Leicester City at home to Swansea. Now, haven't Leicester? Haven't Leicester fans had an app? Absolute touch today. Well, yeah. the, the, the away trips in the Champions League. <laughs> wait, wait, you couldn't have pick them better. Win your group. Yeah. Win your qualifying group, yeah. as in the league. Yeah. And then you yeah, get a yeah. nice draw. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah. So, they, so those who haven't seen it, they've got a lovely away trip in Porto. Porto's meant to be a beautiful, beautiful city. It's it a lovely city. Copenhagen. Yeah. Obviously expensive, but, but, but good. Delightful. And uh, what's the other one? Bruges. Bruges. Wow, Bruges. Yeah. Great. 
the, the home of oh, fantastic Belgian beer. Winnable games yeah. as well. Don't go, don't be one of those fans who walks around asking whether they can get a good pint of Heineken or Carling. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the local beers on offer. That's what yeah. I'd say. <laughs> and if you get a chance, go and watch a game. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I was going to say, go to these cities at any time of the year. But that is in no way a deal breaker. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's a great it? group for them as well. Yeah, it really is. It, it, and it's winnable that group. Not only is it qualifiable, it's winnable. Yeah. And of course, if they win, you know, then 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 what a chance you've got in the next round because you'll avoid presumably a lot of the big teams. Well, they'll, they'll, yeah, I mean, they obviously they can't play another English team until the quarter final, I believe. Yes. I mean, the group that Arsenal have been handed that's nailed on second place for Arsenal. Yeah, again, isn't it? that's good. Uh, yeah. Unless there's some sort of massive PSG slip up. I haven't seen the schedule, but I would wager they'll lose at home to Ludogorets, <laughs> then they'll beat PSG away once once they've already can't get first place. No, they won't beat them; they'll draw. <laughs> okay, a, a battling draw. Yeah. Well, and then and Giroud will equalise late on. The big question, Jim, is whether you fancy Bayern Munich or Barcelona in the second round. Neither, as you well <laughs> as know, per, as per neither. <laughs> Monaco, we don't want them either because they've also knocked us out in the last sixteen in recent years. So <laughs> it's not always <laughs> big teams. Maybe no. Spurs can set up a meeting with Monaco for us. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, which they definitely would do. But Spurs are probably the best side in their group. The CSKA, yeah. Moscow, Bayer Leverkusen and Monaco. They dodged a bullet because they could have had, um, I think there was three they could have had. One had Barcelona, no, one had Atletico Madrid and Bayern Munich in it. Yeah. The other one had Dortmund and Real Madrid in it. And then they got the uh, the other one. Yeah, so it's a, it's a slightly dangerous group in a sense because there are no real sort of gimmies in it. But, but other Mos- than that, it's still a nice draw. Mos- CSKA Moscow are in poor form, aren't they? I mean, they're not, they're not a great side. Oh, the Spurs, I mean, Bayer Leverkusen... Monaco aren't the side they were either. No, definitely not, which is why they're in pot four. Uh, mm. Bayer Leverkusen, obviously, Chicharito, I believe, is still there. He's obviously yeah. was banging in the goals last season, etc. and so on. Spurs are the best side in that group for mm. me. And they, they jump at home in the Champions League as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, White Hart Lane's be, a great... They'll be at yeah. Wembley, mate. Of course they will. Yeah, yeah, of course. And they've... Oh, but I think they've managed to sell out. Quite, they managed to sell out every game. I think they have because they did a deal, and you could get um, three the three tickets for a good price. Um, and it was all sorted out before the before the draw. So oh. I think Wembley will be pumping for them. I I'm do. Now, I'm now concerned for them. What because of Arsenal and the yep, old Wembley? Yep, no, yep, I don't the worry about Wembley, uh, <laughs> memories, memories of Battistuta and Fiorentina oh, coming in, brilliant. coming in, uh, and urinating all over their party. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Battistuta did that to a lot of parties. He did, yeah. he did. He did. and he was he was magnificent at it. On and off fantastic the field. <laughs> Well. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. yeah, that was certainly a messy frontal. But, but we, I mean, going back to Leicester, we, presumably we, we expect them to get off up, up and running this time. Yeah, against okay, Swansea, Swansea, you would think so. A fox against a swan. Well, before, mm. yeah, it's yeah, only yeah, no, no arms way. to break. Yeah. No yeah. arms to break. <laughs> <laughs> I fancy the fox to get the kill, but have a broken paw. Yeah, and then yeah. kill loads of other swans just yeah. for the sake yeah. of it. Feathers like everywhere. It's in a hen house. Yeah, Feathers that, everywhere. Uh, Leicester have to win this one now, don't they? Because they obviously lost to Hull, drew uh, against Arsenal, which is not a terrible point because. Arsenal, Leicester, we forget, are actually quite a decent side. At home to Swansea. Swansea, not in great licks. And they have to win this game and they've got to get it going. And also, they want to take uh, a few wins into the Champions League. Yes. Um, So really... Uh, I fancy a 1-0 do you think they can pass this <laughs> test <laughs> I can see it not being a huge amount of goals but I think that you fancy Leicester that win it I mean Swansea have just been decimated with the loss of, of, of Williams I think he's such a big loss for them he really is mm. Mm. well we, we, we're going for Leicester but yeah you'd think as well Huth and Morgan would be able to deal with Llorente uh, yeah, the, you the, t- the only thing we've, that Swansea have got going in their favour is that we've said they're not going to win. So I yeah. mean, that, that normally is the kiss of death. It's a bit of a boon. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> a boon. I'd like to see Leicester, as I'm sure Leicester City fans would like to see this as well, that against teams like that, where Leicester are superior and they are the champions, at the end of last season, of course, the test was keep winning and they did and it was all the one nils and they got themselves over the line and Vardy and co were looking a little bit tired because they've played a lot of football. I'd love to see Leicester go out and win that 3-0. Yeah. 
actually say, right, we're not just going to... Because obviously Leicester can't sit back and and defend and hit them on the break. Swansea um, are the inferior side. I'd love Leicester to actually break them down consistently. No offence to Swansea, you're a lovely club, and I hope you win your next game. But I'd like to to see Leicester, not just Swansea, but to do that to poorer teams, you know what I mean? And so they can actually have a decent season, because it would be horrible if Leicester... Finish tenth or something. Well, like I that. don't mind that. No, I just think it would be a bit of a shame. They've had, like, had their lovely time. But no, I'd, I'd like to see that lovely time continue just because they were so entertaining. You know, I'd like that team to still be around. You know, I, I don't want them to just disappear into the into the history books. I think it's a big ask for them to to to, to get anywhere near. So you don't want to see Claudio Ranieri happy? Is that what you're saying? This is about what you want, not about what you think will happen. In which case, I'll answer that by saying I've seen him happy enough. Oh, can you see him enough? Oh, well, happy, that's another question. Enough. That's another question. Right, well, perhaps we'll answer that after this. Hi, I'm Jermaine Defoe. This is the Football Ramble. Hi, I'm Jermaine Defoe. And this is the Football Ramble. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show. Luke, you've got some great news coming out of Ramble HQ. Yeah, I'm not sure the, the more eagle-eared or eagle-eyed listeners online would have noticed that we have a monthly Ramble newsletter going out, telling everyone all about the um, the goings-on at Ramble HQ and, and beyond, written by um, the always excellent Kelly Wells. And for August, the August email went out, and we gave people an opportunity to win a copy of our book, of course, at, on October 20th. Um, and the first five people who responded correctly to a, a, a trivia question about the Ramble uh, were lucky enough to receive one. And I want to announce the five lucky men, they're all men, uh, winners now. <laughs> uh, so, Kev Fisher, Andrew Crisp, Francesco Panzeri, Grant Gibb and Aaron Tunney. You have all won a copy of our book, which comes out on October 20th. So please get in touch at show at um with your address and we shall send you all one when it's available. And don't forget the newsletter will go out every month and there will be a chance to win something next month and beyond. What a prize, Jim. Mm, there you go. Stuff see. out of Pete's house next, mm, I think. Oh, I should say, to sign up, you've got to go to thefootballramble.com and the sign-up box is in the bottom right of the homepage. It's easy to do. Yeah, it is easy. As it, and it's easy to get into Pete's house. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it we is, can just start yeah. we might giving away his things. <laughs> Pete's things away, dates with Jim. Yeah. Goodness knows what. You can't have a date with me. No. Yeah. You don't want that. Jim, Jim's obviously betrothed to another as mm. well. Exactly. <laughs> so you can't, be, you can't be right. go out giving away dates with me, William Nilliam. <laughs> I didn't say which Jim. <laughs> Oh, you mean a date down the gym with you? <laughs> Pete's the gym man, isn't he? Is actually, yeah, he is. Yeah, well, you're the gym man, but I mean, you know what I mean. I wonder when Pete's going to start seeing results man. from the gym. <laughs> should, yeah. should be soon. Beachy! Mm. He's I not going to defend himself to drink. And that is my favourite. And let's be honest, he couldn't defend himself anyway. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just think it was very bitchy of you to say he that. He can't defend himself anyway. He's done too many reps. I, <laughs> I won't have a go at Peter. No. Um, because I will never attack an unarmed man. No, fair enough. Now, uh, not after last time. <laughs> Uh, Hull City, uh, the would-be Premier League champions this season, perhaps against Manchester United, is is uh, is coming up mm. this weekend. And uh, th- interesting with with Hull City, the, 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 I think it's pronounced Dai D A I family from China uh, could be taking over Hull City soon. They're a Chinese family with a Welsh name. <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. Um, what a world we live and in. They're very wealthy. They're very wealthy. Incredibly. Well, they made their fortune by uh, converting old bomb shelters into underground malls during the 90s. Yeah. And I think they recently bought an ailing shopping centre complex as well for cash, for a lot of cash. And I think it's, you said the Dye family, I think it's a, a, a brother and sister combo. Oh, right. And the sister is one of the wealthiest women possibly in the world, I'm going to mm-hmm. say. 
Um, and yeah, they're, they're apparently interested in taking over Hull. And of course, Hull, they've wanted to get new owners for a while now. So, um, Are they just turning the... the- are they just turning Hull City into a shopping centre? I, I would. I can't confirm or deny that to you, but one would hope not. Yeah, yeah I'd hope, hope not. But they're going to have to move quick because otherwise they're not going to be able to sign anyone. Well, that's and, right. And they're going to have to wait till January unless they want to just fill their squad with uh, emergency loan goalkeepers. Yeah. Which, of course, as we all know, you can sign outside the transfer window, yeah. but nothing else. Well, <laughs> well, they should have got Claudio Brava in because apparently he's pretty good with his feet. That's why yeah. Guardiola. So buy yeah. a sweeper keeper, perhaps. See, I'm interested in this because obviously Mike Phelan is in charge of Hull at the moment, and he was, you know, he was United number two for a long time, and he was very mm. successful there. And Steve Bruce. If his predecessor also has a long uh, history with Man United so will the Brucey belly rub sort of roll over to Mike Phelan I like that because Brucey sort of he, he, he loved a visit to Old Trafford loved playing I'd Man United I'd like to see a head rub yeah he'd, he'd yeah. get a loss but he'd have a nice time well, and he'd feel sla- appreciated it'd be, it'd be a slap on the head instead yeah when you say the, the, yeah it's not as nice that oh big shout out to the guy on Twitter who picked up on Pete comparing oh, I can't believe I'm about to say this picked up on Pete comparing Mike Phelan to Chairman Mao on Monday night and mm. then who photoshopped up on Twitter uh Mike Flynn as as chairman. Oh yeah, so worth, worth checking out. That's right? wonderful stuff. That is. Yeah. It's what the internet's for. Yeah. Um, when you say Mike Flynn, he was obviously very successful as a number two at Manchester United. Carlos Quiroz. A lot of people were. Yeah, true. Were. Brian Kidd. Oh no, I'm just. I'm wondering aloud. I'm yeah. not. I'm not making any bold declaration about feeling <laughs> well, winning if, the Premier League. If I did you do that fa- the other week, if you do fancy uh, Mike to do a, to have a roll over and a nice lay down in the dog bed by the fire, um, <laughs> United are four to nine to beat Hollywood uh, Bet Three Six Five. A ten pound returns you fourteen pound forty four, including your stake. Mm. Uh, it is interesting, as you say, Luke. This takeover from uh, from the, the 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 good people from China. I think they're good people. I mean, we all have a shopping mall, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, as you say, they need to do it quickly because yeah, the sure. current owners are not going to start signing players. It's not in their interest. No. But the window will be shut soon. I was thinking that um, how long is it, you know, players are getting wealthier and wealthier these days, right? So I was wondering how long it will be before, um, and obviously we've seen it with the class of 92 taking over Salford, how long will it be before an active player buys up an active professional club? It probably can't happen. It's probably laws yeah, against it. Probably rules we against can't it. be too far away from that. Well, if you're talking about England, maybe, but I'm sure yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe. If like Zlatan is one in Sweden or something. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or maybe think, oh, by happen. the way, speaking of that, I think Zlatan can have a lovely old time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> United just look so positive, they don't do. they? They've yeah. not looked like this since Ferguson left. It really. Yeah. I know we've said this before, and there's been a few false dawns, but now it really does feel as if, you know, well, things we have, are back to normal. We have said it before. It's a new normal. I don't, but... I don't think we. I know it's only two games, but I don't think we've seen post Ferguson the swagger they play with. No, and it is the swagger. They look yeah. so confident. They look like we're Man United. What are you going to do about it? Ha! Huh, nothing because <laughs> you can't. Well, that's it. We're Man United. I think Jose Mourinho would have instilled that in them. Mm. You know, in the same way, the famous uh, halftime speech that the speech halftime talk rather tend not to do speeches at halftime. Mm. Uh, halftime talk that Ferguson uh, did at White Hart Lane just went lads. It's Tottenham. Yeah, and walked yeah. out. Yeah. It's like Jose Mourinho. Oi, we're Manchester United. Yeah. Absolutely. In the same way, I'd, I, I may have told this story before on, on, on the ramble. Forgive me if I have, but it's certainly worth a little recap. When um, I was up uh, for, the, it was a it was a like a fan football match, Scotland versus England, and Craig Brown and Terry Venables were there, and I was I was I was I was chatting to them, and I said, Craig, what was uh, Craig Brown? What was um, your team talk like before the game? And he just went, all I said to them was, lads. It's them. And Terry Venables responded. I said, what did you say, Terry? And he just went, I just said, lads, it's us. <laughs> That's excellent, yeah. nice. Which, I, nice. which I absolutely yeah. loved. 
Um, Ewan Craigie, appreciate that one. Luckily, Marcus, I mean, my, the, the, the sheer state of my short-term memory means that um, I've enjoyed that story a number of times. Yeah, same. <laughs> so I, if you have told it before, I don't remember it. And I love you for that. Yeah. Um, Manchester City are home to, to West Ham. Uh, City are through in the Champions League, of course. They've got a bit of a tasty one. Barcelona, Gladbach and Celtic. But is, mm. you know that um, Pep Guardiola... I need to take advice from, from you two on this. Pep Guardiola <laughs> named Joe Hart captain in the second leg against Steyr Bucharest. That's right. Is that a dig? There were, four, there were five of them up already. Yeah. Is that a dig? Well, it's like, a strange one. It's a farewell, it seemed like, didn't it? Yeah, maybe, what, maybe it was a very misguided farewell that could also be construed as a dig, which I, is quite something. Does that mean he's cup-tied then in the Champions League? I don't know if it counts for because, the preliminary round. Well, I don't know if it still does or not, because I remember Fernando Morientes played... That was years ago. That, that was, was years ago. Because yeah. if it is, that rule doesn't... But the, big, to... the big question is, just to delicately sideslip that, because uh, yeah. we don't know the answer, is, is <laughs> Joe Hart going to go to another Champions League club anyway? Well, I mean, Ooh. is Joe Hart going to leave? There's a lot of talk that he's going to stay and fight for his place, even though uh, you know there's this corresponding talk that Pep Guardiola has said, no, don't do that. <laughs> it will not end well. Yeah, I understand, I understand what you're saying, Joe, but if you just, if you just listen if you to just me, listen what I'm yeah. saying, yeah, I'm not going to understand you. you talk a very good game, Joe. That's <laughs> the problem. Yeah. And Chad, then, I've just signed someone. Yeah. Uh, you're not even the second choice keeper. <laughs> Please. Just, I, um, I saw a little dust-up between them on the training ground as well. Did you see that? No. A little disagreement. Between Hart and Guardiola? Yeah. Were you looking through yeah. the fence? No, I saw it on, on the internet. No way. And uh, it, I'm not sure if, too, if, it, if more was made of it than needed to be, but it certainly looked like they were having some cross words. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's realistic he's going to stick around, is it? Not, not many people seem to well, think Well, it depends that. who's going to come in for him, doesn't it? He's in a tough situation. Obviously, we said Liverpool, but that probably won't happen because they've already signed a replacement for Mignolet, so they're not going to do two, are they? And it's, it's, you know, where's he going to go? I, th- I was at the top of the show. I think he might be more likely to go to Liverpool. But um, on the um, on the um, the Guardiola getting rid of him type thing, is this? I wonder if this is a, a uh, Guardiola getting rid of Deco and Ronaldinho at Barcelona. Well, Domin- yeah. dominant personality in the dressing yeah. room. Do you want to sort of stamp your authority down? Mm. Maybe there's part of that as well. Uh, I think it's it. I think it's more tactical than that actually because yeah. Guardiola loves a sweeper keeper. Oh, I think Bravo's a better. I think Bravo's a better keeper. Well, Bra- far better with his feet certainly, yeah, and, yeah. and apparently. Um, Fabio Capello used to try and say to Joe Hart when he was England manager, you need to be better playing with your feet. And if you look at the stats, if you look at the pass accuracy from, from Bravo compared to Hart, if, if you look at the um, completed passes, yeah. uh, all this kind of stuff, it, it it's far it. more. I've seen it, yeah. it doesn't compare. It, it's almost, it's almost double. way up over 80%, and yeah. Hart's about 55%. And yeah. even, even at this stage in his career, because he's been knocking around for a while now, Joe Hart, he does make the odd individual error that costs mm. you a goal, and those are the exact sort of margins that Guardiola just likes to erase. Mm. It's, it's, it's true, it's very true, and... I've got some... Um, sorry, yeah. sorry, go on. I was well, just to, to sort of finish on that Joe Hart chat, I think that Hart... I think there's... It, it's to do with playing out from the back and all that kind of stuff, but Guardiola, when he has his philosophy, he has his team, he doesn't... He looks at the whole thing. It's almost like a big jigsaw puzzle, and if one piece is not quite right, he's absolutely ruthless in that. Mm. The handling of it... Could have been better, perhaps. I Could mean, you it saw that because isn't it being made out to be this great outrage just because Joe Hart's England goal? They would have reported it, whatever happened, wouldn't they? I mean, we talked about this to death. We said, how does he do it? How did he go about doing it? What did he talk to his face? Did he make it clear to him? But either way, as Jim just alluded to, the, the newspapers True. are in the report. How yeah. well, Guardiola doesn't owe him anything, does he? I've not seen any. I've not seen any quotes from Joe Hart. Have you? No. So I mean, so then Hart's obviously not gone to the press. So, so the newspapers well, are going to report it, whatever happens. Yeah, and, and I think, uh, you know, it did seem like a farewell match. And I think Guardiola was probably surprised at how the fans came out for him. And Guardiola, I think, has thought to himself, 
I've got to be a bit careful with this mm. one. And but like I just said, perhaps with playing devil's advocate, I, I think, God, like you say, Jim, what was he meant to do? Mm. You know, actively look for another club with Joe Hart and make sure he fits in. But the, man, well. the manager has to do what he's got to do. I mean, it's, he's ultimately responsible for the whole club, so he's got to do what he wants to do. Mm. I've got some real news from Manchester, though. I spent the time uh, checking out um, Wings online. Okay. Uh, the Manchester restaurant, you know about the Wings. Manchester restaurant. Who the was Beatles it? Well, there was another been. player at Wings. I think was... it was Bravo. Was it Bravo? Yeah, it's Claudio Bravo. Bravo. They all so go it was there. The first day after his medical. Isn't so it? I went straight online. in. Straight I went in. Online. Regular listeners of the show will know we talk about Wings a lot. It seems that every, every single piece of football business appears to be done in Wings in Manchester, a Chinese restaurant in Manchester. So I checked it out online. And the Is website... it like um, the, the, you know in in North London in Camden, the Good Mixer, every yeah. record deal yeah. in the nineties. Well, yeah. Well, Maybe Wings is like that. It feels like it is because I went onto their website and they made out that, um, yeah, they made out that um, it's like a brilliant restaurant. It said like Manchester's only five-star um, Chinese restaurant. But on the Google reviews, only an average of three out of five from 29 Ooh. reviews. Something oh. doesn't stack up. I tw- I, yeah, exactly. Something's awry, Jim. I, I, che- I, I tweeted about it from the Ramble Twitter account as well and asked people just to, I said, oh, what we'll have to do is we'll have to go out there and check it out, you know, see what the hype's mm. all about. And loads of people just said, oh, don't bother, it's average. It's really average. Get out of town. So maybe it's like, maybe it's like the equivalent of, of Nando's, which I think is a little bit overrated, but footballers seem to love it. Yeah. I think a lot of the Nando's cult was from the Nando's black card that they would give out to Mm. people of note who could then have free Nando's for them and their mates forever. It worked. And it worked for alcohol as well. I know know someone someone who had one of those and used to spend every Friday night starting off in Nando's and running up huge bills. If they are still real, we would all love them. They're not. They're Uh, not. They're not. They started in Nando's. Yeah. This is our food bins. Yeah, because all the alcohol was free as well. Ah. Yeah. Well, there you are, Jim. Why go anywhere else? Why start end there? Should I do our bet of the week? Well, should we just briefly talk about the Manchester City uh, supporters, the lucky ones who'll be able to pay to watch uh, Guardiola's team yeah, prepare for matches? Weird. You I about okay. this? No, I haven't heard this was at this, the Etihad no. Stadium through um, through a glass panel. I think that they're, they're going to have this uh, have the players' walkway from the dressing room yeah. to the pitch. Yeah. They're going to make it visible for paying customers right. to have a little peek on what goes on. So that is similar to, I mean, not similar, but a nod to perhaps the way they cover NFL games in the US. Yeah, it's inspired by a particular NFL team, actually. I is it really? Which, okay. Yeah, because the cameras after an NFL game go straight into the dressing room. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they interview the players where they can find the coach if he's there. And it's very, it seems to me, as obviously we grew up watching, watching football, it seems quite intrusive. Yeah. So this is another step towards that. Well, it? this isn't in the dressing room, I don't think. I think it's. No, no, but I'm saying. So it's, a, it's a, another oh, right, move yeah. towards that type of stuff. Yeah, so as the teams emerge from the dressing rooms, then walk down the stairs um, onto the pitch. Although, I mean, do you really need to see that? And also as well, do the opposition teams, they might get a bit annoyed. Yeah, it's, they've, they've, they've made up a thing and they've charged for it. But in, but <laughs> on, in, in FA Cup third round games, when a, a, a small, maybe semi-professional team or lower league team, no, actually it's normally a semi-professional team, plays a big team, they often have the camera in the dressing room for that. That's and right. they also interview the manager at half time. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they're saying, oh, this guy doesn't mind. He's not really taking football that seriously anyway. So we'll just interview <laughs> him. But they would never do that in a Premier League game. Yeah, because, would they? The, because of all the red tape. Yeah, true. Maybe that the, change the, the, the lower league sides just need, want any kind of media attention. Like, yeah, get in the dressing room. I always think it's a bit patronising. Bit of a shame. Yeah, but they, yeah. might, they might love it, though. Oh, I enjoy watching it. Give us 100 quid and you can come in. We do an interview at half time. Yeah. Which is what Man City is saying. Give us 100 quid. You can watch yeah. us for a glass. Yeah, can have the rest of those chips yeah great <laughs> should we give even a cursory mention to West Ham or well, we're just was... completely looking over them <laughs> no I was, I was going to say that uh, um, they've, well they've been showing interest in Wilfried Bonney yeah, yeah that's, City that, that makes a bit of sense it does although although uh, Billich has said lots of players want to come to West Ham believe me it's a Donald Trump I impression do. I'm going to believe yeah. him yeah. he said uh, they are calling me every day 
Okay. Me. Yeah, busy. Sounds like his Uncle John from Jamaica. Yeah. And uh, we're not going to beg anyone to play for us. Doesn't sound like them need to, Jim. These phone calls are obviously very odd then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me you want me. Well, at least, well, who is this? At least say who you are. Mario? Yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously Mario. <laughs> uh, but I, that, that's a tasty one. Manchester City at home to West Ham. Yeah. I mean, this is, I think, City's biggest test yet. Yeah, if, if if West Ham can carry on their away form from last season in particular, but I mean, who knows if they'll be able to? But mm. I think they've looked pretty comfortable so far, haven't they? Uh, City. So uh, well, West Ham had a, a defeat to Chelsea, and then they beat Bournemouth late on, didn't yeah, they? So, they yeah, did. okay, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what goes on there. Mm, but I wonder I fancy if Man City do all right. I wonder if that's Luke's bet of the week. It's not our oh. best. Our best bet of the week with Bet Three Six Five this week is um, Zlatan to score two or more against Hull at nine to two. Zlatan mm. um, for him, to, yeah, for him to carry on where he left off last week. Fifty. Pound returns two hundred seventy five pounds. Sorry, including our stake, uh, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. Um, you must be over the age of eighteen to bet, and please gamble responsibly. And for more information on responsible gambling, go to gamblerware.co.uk. Did you see what Ibrahimovic said recently? He said, uh, "All my haters are now my fans. I need some new ones or something." Oh, like really? That. <laughs> <laughs> well, he give, he keeps on giving, doesn't he? That gift. Really what does. a sausage! Uh, any uh, correspondence? Yeah, Luke? we got some emails, and of course, the, the email, um, well, our favourite email, which will be voted for by the three of us, I, I suppose, will win a t-shirt as is now the new custom lucky, um, I sh- very lucky I should give a quick um, mention to Ben Cust who's emailed in um, with a is he cussing uh, it's, it's a spreadsheet um, about he calls it he calls it a comprehensive spreadsheet um, <laughs> to find out who the biggest teams are in England uh, taking into account trophies won and top division league finishes since 1920 all this stuff and it goes on quite a lot um, I'll be honest with you, Ben. I did try to get to, to get to the bottom of it. Couldn't really understand it. Um, and but then thank you, you. But first of all, you didn't attach the file, so <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even read it. Did you have and to then, reply and say? And, and, and then when he sent it, um, he, he then followed up with another email an hour later saying, "Oh yeah, I got I got a bit confused. I forgot that Southampton won the FA." Anyway, it's, it's gone a bit. It's gone a bit awry. awry. Um, but I thought I'd give him an honourable mention anyway, Ben. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks for putting all the work in. You're not eligible for a T-shirt. No. But uh, thanks anyway. Well, um, and according to him, Aston Villa are the biggest club in England. I can't tell you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it works. I just do not know how it works. So I can't tell you that. Uh, it's, it's to do with trophies won and waiting, of, depending on the year it was, and all this other stuff. Anyway, you're welcome to go and have a look at it if you want. Um, I wouldn't bother. We should Much... put it in the National Football Museum. Yeah, they should. Yeah. They should. <laughs> Next to the Michael um, Jackson statue. We've got, so we got a nice email here from Mike Hill, who says, um, my highlight of the week, oh, it's not really a highlight of the week, Mike, but that's okay. Uh, former international manager Brian Kerr has been caught out piping up against about his tactical nous while head honcho of the Faroe Islands. This goes back to Clavan, the Liverpool mm. centre back we talked about earlier. Yes. He says, uh, he ripped into Ragnar Clavan on the radio during Liverpool's defeat to Burnley, saying he actually played against the Faroes when I was with the Faroes, and I remember studying him before the matches and thinking he was a bit of a weak link. Um, I never thought he'd be playing for Liverpool in the Premier League. We got three goals against him with the Faroes, and we had a load of part-time lads, a load of lads working in the fishing industry and so on. They were good enough to expose him. Mike goes on to say... Trouble is, Clavan didn't play in that particular match. <laughs> Prompting this from Estonian FA's press officer, Mikhail Oibelet. There are three big mistakes in these quotes from Brian Kerr. Faroe Islands have never scored three goals against Estonia. Yeah. They scored two. In that game when Mr. Kerr was coaching the Faroe Islands, they scored two goals and Clavan did not play. Mistake number two means that the last sentence, a load of lads working in the fishing industry and so on, it is not true as Clavan did not play in that match. Thank you in advance for correcting these mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Something absolute, but the what most official 
official, official beatdown and burn I've ever read. Well, in, in, in a similar vein, if I may jump in with, with uh, a highlight from my week, not that it's high, it's correspondence, but um, this was great. Uh, Rostov, of course, are in the Champions League. Yeah. David they uh, play for them for a bit. Yeah, they sensationally beat Ajax mm. in the in the preliminary while they were, they were down. Um, and uh, Sillison, the goalkeeper, the Dutch goalkeeper who yeah. was uh, an Ajax player and is now a Barcelona player, was announced on Twitter as a Barcelona player. And they said he's passed his medical and he's officially presented on Friday. And uh, and, and Rostov's official account replied. It was in <laughs> Russian, but the actual translation is: "We hope to see him again. Uh, we hope to see him again, preferably in goal." <laughs> Oh, lovely dig. Love that. Uh, I said that um, Jan Villa went to go and play for Rostov, but they actually went to go play for Ruben Kazan. It was Bentley who went to play for Rostov for six oh, months, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, another email here, Sean Wilkinson. He says, hello, is there an archive of shows, an MP3 form on the website? I can only seem to find the shows listed on Acast. We'll work on that, Sean. Yeah. Thanks for letting us T-shirt. know. T-shirt. We'll, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get an MP3 button there for you as soon as we can. Uh, we are working on that. And I'm going to finish off with this one uh, because the title of the email... Mm-hmm. From Dan O'Gunshikin is so, for, sorry Dan O'Gunshikin O'Gunshikin that's his name <laughs> oh wow I think okay. that's how you pronounce it is the title of the email is meeting Sven ooh t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what he said to Sven and that's all we got time for <laughs> <laughs> is what Sven said yeah anyway I'll, I'll go I'll read it's quite a long email but I'll read some highlights um. He says, Dear Ramblers, I'm a regular listener to the show and I always endure the occasional references to Sven, Joran Eriksson. Oh, yes. occasional? He says, <laughs> How regular are you? <laughs> yeah, this is once every six months. <laughs> Gets his mensch. Um... Anyway, he says, uh, thanks to my job, um, I get to meet. I got to meet the Swedish love god Sven Joran Eriksson this week, and I travelled to Shanghai to cover, cover the AFC Champions League quarterfinals. Um, I always ask the clubs if I can interview players or managers of a note prior to travelling, and more often than not, my requests get turned down. But not good old Sven. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't even that put out by us. Unfortunately, arriving more than ninety minutes late due to flight delays and traffic. Class still, act. He's still stuck around yeah, the hotel room. Yeah, he's so yeah, he's I mean, so laid back time. anyway. It's I imagine England players were arriving ninety minutes late to train, and I expect just in the bar. <laughs> Chatting to single ladies. Yeah, um, he said... Uh, single? Well, <laughs> t- alone. <laughs> he said, um, Sven sat down with us for around 20 minutes and replied straight face when I asked him my first question. What attracted you to managing in China? Uh, he answered all my questions eruditely and my favourite answer was when he suggested that the longer it's been since I managed England, the better I look. Oh, there we go. See, ladies dig. Um, he said <laughs> he goes on to say lots of different stuff about Sven, but that's about the crux of it. And he says, "Keep up the good work, Dan." Or gun chicken. I hope that's how you pronounce it, Dan. I'm a little bit disappointed, not. Dan, that you didn't get a little uh, sound bite for us. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? It would have been lovely. Oh. Maybe next time, eh? Yeah. Are we done? We are done. That's all we got from uh, emails. What do you want to go for? Well, you know what made my vote lies. Yeah, Dan O'Gun Chicken. Okay, you yeah, get, you I, get a T-shirt, I mean, Dan. Just, uh, largely for his name. Well, you go, how, would you, how would you pronounce that, Dan? <laughs> Oh, gun shacking! I'm looking at. It's a great name. It's a great name. He's a great guy, and he interviewed a great man. Yeah, so he's getting the t-shirt. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Marvelous. It was a close run thing between him and the MP3 Sean Wilkinson man. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, sorry, Sean Wilkinson, the MP3 man. But we'll give it to, to, to the Sven, the Sven yeah. botherer. Sean, you've got, you'll have an MP3 waiting for you on the website <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Dan, Dan, Just get, like the rest of you. Get in touch with your size and email. Uh, sorry, and postal address, of course, and we'll sort that out for you. Yeah, that's right. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. Everybody, we'll be back, of course, at the start of next week with the Football Ramble. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Goodbye from me. 